Welcome back, Ascenders, to the Ascended Thoughts Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Crane. Well, I think it's about time that we start to have the discussion, particularly around mental health, and that we allow this to be an ongoing, regular discussion. And so for this particular episode, I want to talk to you all about breaking down and the the power that resides in a breakdown and why it's probably long overdue for you to do so. Um, I think that we have been undervaluing the amount of pressure that we all are under globally, the amount of shared post-traumatic stress that we are all continuously experiencing every day. We need to allow ourselves to understand and accept that at the moment of this recording, people are dropping out of the skies like flies and that we are indeed in a plague and we will be experiencing a plague for a while. People like to call it the virus. No, it's a plague. Anything that could take out people like this for this significant period of time, it's a plague. Let's call it what it is, okay? Let's, let's, let's just call it what it is. We, there are people who are dealing with unprecedented, unprecedented levels of unemployment. Um, they don't know when they're going to be able to feed themselves, if they're going to be able to feed themselves a roof over their head. And when you have a lot of people dealing with that collectively, right, meaning globally, this is a global issue. Food scarcity right now is a global issue. No one can go anywhere. People are, are isolated. People wake up every day. And we are continuously faced with our mortality every single day. And not only that, because it's happening in such sheer scales, meaning the global population is experiencing this, it's a collective issue, the energy of that, the frequency of that is magnified. So even if you're someone that is fortunate enough to be in a position where you feel that maybe it hasn't affected you so profoundly as maybe it has affected other people's. Maybe you are still employed or you still have your home or you still have money coming in and you're confused as to why you're still feeling down about it. Maybe you're feeling guilty that you still are feeling depressed, even though you feel like on the surface your life looks fine. You know, the reason for this is because it's a frequency thing. It's it's magnified. It's It's magnified at a global scale, on the collective scale. So everything is going to be significantly more intense. And this says a lot because even without that variable, it's already incredibly intense. We are losing a lot of people. We have a lot of people crossing over to the other side. And and, and, I mean, the numbers are outrageous. And this is why a lot of you guys are being activated. A lot of you guys are being sort of woken up, so to speak. And for those that are listening to this, who feel like you have already kind of been awake, this is why you're probably a lot more sensitive at the moment going into things because it's requiring you to upgrade. 
the reason for it being all of these new souls are are upgrading at the same time. We just need a larger amount of people to help usher them in, which is going to require the people that were already activated, so to speak, to be able to hold larger amounts of energy and frequency. And that requires an upgrade, right? Kind of like a reactivation. But also, and in addition to that, because so many people are, are passing away, what we're seeing and experiencing is a very thin veil. You know, we we say that the veil has a tendency to get really thin at certain parts of the year, you know, usually around Halloween or various equinoxes, but the veil is very thin. It's been very thin for a while now, and it's not getting in a any thicker and the reason for this is because so many people are crossing back and forth and so it's easier for the veil to stay thin also everyone's ancestors are now down here working with that because they're trying to not only usher the souls over right but they're also here to assist you at a time that everyone is dealing with a severe amount of post-traumatic stress everyone is actually experiencing this so we have this energy playing out on the global level right in the collective level it's in the collective consciousness but on top of that we are still somehow expected as a as a society to operate normally we're still somehow expected to operate as if there is nothing wrong right so for those that are fortunate enough to still be employed we're still expected to operate at peak performance 100% productivity. For a lot of you, you're still expected to physically go into work. Maybe you are an essential worker. So you are now put in a position where you are having to choose between putting food on the table or dying. Your employer has effectively said to you that your life is worth this salary, but if you don't want to come to work, you can't have a job. And so we're dealing with a lot of different variables and we are expected to keep it together, right? Like we, I mean, walking around, there's masks, you can't hug people. Do you understand that there are people now who haven't had a nice embrace for, for a year now at the time of this recording? There are, we are lacking as a society, the things that keep us alive and thriving. We still have to remember that we are animals at the end of the day and we do well in packs and this situation has prevented us from traveling in packs and doing what it is that we would normally do so you have to allow yourself to be considerate at, at, at when it comes to everything that you are experiencing right now because this is just external stuff right this is just external issues this is just things that are happening on the news we didn't even address all the things that you are dealing with personally outside of the external issues all your internal issues all of the things that you were dealing with before everything happened, all the things that you were working on trying to heal, all of your trauma, all of your hardship, right? Things that just were going wrong for you and things that you were working on trying to get out of, trying to trying to climb out of, and maybe everything happened and you had to put a halt to everything. I know I'll, there's going to be a decent amount of people that can resonate with the idea of them saying, you know, for 2020, I'm going to get my life together. Or for 2020, I want to be happier. Or for 2020, I want to do more things for me. And, you know, you felt empowered in that decision to tend to self. And then all of a sudden in 2020, you were no longer able to do it. It was almost like it was taken away from you. So you're dealing with external circumstances of the world and you're dealing with um, expectations, the same expectations that are on you, that society places on you, that the matrix places on you, that you're supposed to maintain everything that you maintained before, even in a 
plague environment, because I'm going to call it what it is. It's a plague. And then on top of that, you're dealing with everything that you were dealing with prior to that anyway, your own personal stuff. And you're doing so trying to maintain a smile on your face, trying not to break down, trying to be strong. Why? I don't know. Maybe you're trying to be strong for yourself, or maybe you're trying to be strong for others. And what's going to happen is that you're going to boil over. You're going to spill over. It is okay to allow yourself to break all the way down, particularly now because you have to. Breakdowns are are actually one, very healthy. Society doesn't teach it to you this way because the problem is when you break down, it probably means that you need to have a few days off from work. And the issue with that for society is that all of a sudden you're not operating at peak productivity, right? You're not at that 100%. You're not that that ideal cog in the machine, right? You're not that 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 section in the factory as a factory worker. You're no longer productive. You're no longer making money for society. Society trains you from a very young age that you probably, you know, that you shouldn't be crying over spilled milk, right? But we need to start allowing ourselves to reverse how we feel about experiencing emotion, experiencing experiencing um, trauma and traumatic events and how we heal. It's okay to break down. When you cry, crying releases chemicals and hormones that are built up in your body that actually contribute to the sadness and the grief and the depression. That's why whenever you have a real good cry, you always feel a little bit better afterwards, right? You feel a little bit better. You're like, okay, it's all right. Because you're releasing things. Crying is a, is a form of release. And as you are on your spiritual journey, you're going to notice that you're going to be a lot more emotional anyway. You're going to be crying a lot more anyway. This is outside of, of, of a COVID scenario. You would have already been a lot more emotional. So take the fact that you are awakening or activating or upgrading, ascending, whatever, and the fact that that brings out emotions and the reason why it does that is because in order to to ascend, you have to heal. And so your body will start pushing out energy, dense energy, stagnant energy, and all energies that no longer serve you. It'll start to push that out in any which way. And so you'll notice that you will become emotional or you'll have the sudden urge to cry. What a lot of this is, is emotional releases. It's not necessarily that you're crying or that you've lost it. It's really just emotional releases. It has to come out of you. Right. But now if we take that and we understand the fact that those feelings are being exacerbated by the current state of the world and what the collective is experiencing, then it's easier to understand why lately or maybe the entirety of 2020 and you're going to feel it for all of 2021 that you feel intensely emotional. And it may be a situation where you're like, I don't understand what's going on with me. Because I have never been like this before. I have never been so deeply emotional before. This is why you're experiencing all of it. But the things with a the thing with a breakdown is that you have to have a breakdown in order to make to have a breakthrough. Those things go together. You cannot you cannot understand what's happening without allowing yourself to feel it first. So many of us will feel something and then stifle it because we don't want to deal with the repercussions of the emotion, which is usually tears, 
And then we'll spend such a long time trying to understand why we don't understand what happened or why it happened or why it's affecting us. It's because it wasn't processed the way it needed to be processed. You have to allow energy to flow through you. Particularly when you're on your journey of spirituality, you are energetic transmuters. You are you are having a very energetic experience. Spirituality is all energy. And so you have to allow the energy to, to flow through you. You also have to understand that you are energetic transmuters. That's why you have the ability to send different kinds of energy and work with different kinds of energy because you are that transmuter. So when energy enters the body and it can enter the body today, or maybe it entered the body when you were eight years old, if it's still in the body, it needs to be transformed and transmuted so it can get out of you. And you'll start to notice that it's going to do that in the form of emotional release, which will usually be uh, tears. And the tears, a lot of the time, isn't always associated with sadness. A lot of you will start to realize that as you go through this journey that you'll just want to cry and you're not sad about anything. Your body is getting rid of things. It's emotionally releasing things, right? Now, I do want to clarify that emotional releases have a tendency to be tears. They're not really bursts of anger. So if you're finding yourself being in a situation where maybe you feel angry or maybe you want to yell at someone and you're thinking well this is an emotional release that's not an emotional release that's just anger it's a bit of it's in the ego and you do with that whatever you feel like needs to be done with it a true emotional release is a peaceful releasing of energy and that peaceful releasing of energy will normally come in into in the form of tears it can also actually come out Two, in the form of uncontrollable laughter or unprompted laughter. You can have emotional releases that way, but emotional releases are peaceful releases and they're safe releases and they're releases that don't affect other people negatively. So if you're experiencing a lot of anger in the moment and you're like, oh, I just got to get it out and it's emotional release. No, you're just, you're just angry, right? And so you have to allow yourselves to do this. But what I have noticed is that sometimes people don't want to break down because there is a concern that if I break down, then that can be the breakdown of my household. I'm the backbone. Or that can be the breakdown of myself. I don't know if I trust myself enough to pick myself back up if I allow myself to break down in my entirety. Because what people don't understand is that if I break down, I'm not breaking down about things that only happened today or happened this month. I'm breaking down about my entire life. I'm breaking down about everything that's happened that has caused me grief or sadness that I have never really had the opportunity to address or take care of in the course of my life. And so maybe I don't trust that I will I will pull myself back together if I break down. And a lot of people experience this. Once upon of my journey, upon, upon a time on my journey, I used to actually say that out loud. People would look at me and they say, are you okay? Like, have you had, have you spoken to anybody? Have you like you've been through a lot. We know you've been through a lot, but you're just kind of bouncing around through life smiling. Like, have you uh, allowed yourself to address the things that that need to be addressed? And I would always, always, always say that I can't break down. If I break down, I won't get back up. If I break down, I'm completely out of commission. Someone take me to a hospital. I got too many things that needs to be taken care of. I've got too many responsibilities. None of those things will be taken care of if I break down. And I actually convinced myself along the way that breaking down was not productive for me. That that it was it, I had somehow convinced myself that breaking down was a sign of weakness. But I'm here to tell you that breaking down is actually a 
sign of of strength do you know much know how much courage and strength that you actually have to allow yourself to stand in in order to allow all of that pain and hurt and sadness and confusion to flow through you and allow it to do so with your head held high and say this is okay like i'm gonna be okay but i need to let it flow through me because it's the only way it can get out of me and there's another thing that i want you guys to be aware of too in the sense of everything is energy right and so when you start stifling emotions you or experiences or traumatic events you actually have the ability to make yourself physically ill have anyone noticed that the elders in the family, maybe the grandmas or the grandpas in the family will tell you to like not allow, don't be so, um, that if you, that, that, that it's, what words I'm looking for? I'm starting to trip over my words. I know in my family that the, the, the older people, the grandmas used to actually tell you that you had the ability to work yourself up, that you allowed yourself to work yourself up so much that you would get sick, which is true, right? Because you can actually work yourself to the point of exhaustion mentally and then get sick. Anybody ever get so sad or um, just, just so depressed that all of a sudden they had a runny nose or they had a sinus problem? All of that energy is moving and is getting stuck. But the reason why you were feeling it and then you got sick is because just because you felt something didn't mean that you allowed it out. Just because you feel sadness does not mean that you're processing it. And so what happens is it it gets stuck in the body, right? Like, for example, if you were the type of person that has a uh, a black throat chakra, then that would signify or tell me that you're someone that has the hard time standing up for yourself, speaking your truth, living in your truth, setting boundaries, setting verbal boundaries with people. This can actually cause issues in the throat chakra. This can can cause common cold, sore throats, thyroid problems, because it's all energy and it's flowing through your body. And so if you want to, 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 contribute to your health but in a more metaphysical way then you have to be mindful of the energy that you're allowing in your body and then therefore the energy that you're allowing out of your body particularly because of the fact that you are a transmuter it is it is healthy and then so but there there are ways that you can do this that are more productive um, in the sense of you don't have to allow yourself to break all the way down with the fear of not being able to put yourself back together or putting the puzzle pieces back together. You are allowed to put parameters on your breakdown. And so I'll give you I'll give you an example. This is normally what I've done. In my journey, I have gotten very good at, at, at identifying that I need a moment to break down and identifying that that is the word that 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 needs to be used for what it is that I'm experiencing. And when I say I wanna break down, I wanna cry, I wanna yell into a pillow, I wanna be completely isolated. Sometimes my breakdowns are so bad that maybe I don't wanna eat at all, or maybe I'm completely overeating, or maybe I wanna skip two or three days and taking a shower and I just don't bathe. And I'm sharing this because this is something that's real that all of us experience. Whenever it gets so bad, you do miss a few showers. This is a thing. But people don't talk about it in society, right? Because it's for whatever reason, there's a stigma on it or it's a tab it's a taboo. But when I'm in that place where I'm noticing that there's trauma that needs to come out, or I'm just so tired and I can't do it anymore, and I'm in one of those spaces, instead of allowing myself to fall into a gradual state of depression where I gradually start missing showers, what I do is my controlled breakdown. I will schedule my breakdowns. 
right? So I will actually get to a point where I'll look at my calendar and like maybe I got a lot going on at work or something like that. I'll say, okay, I can't do it this week, but starting next week, I'm going to break down Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And so what I'm going to do is put in some PTO time at work so I can break down for four days. And I actually give myself like a time, like how long it's going to take me to break down, right? And I'll tell the family that needs to know about it so they know I'm okay because in the midst of my breakdown, I'm turning my phone off. I don't want to hear from anybody because, and for those days, I need to take care of self. I'm breaking down for four days. I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to hear about your problems with whoever it is that you're dating because this is self and I have to take care of myself. I have to get this energy out of me. So I'm going to break down for four days. I will then go to the store. I will actually put food in the fridge and I know I'm going to eat for four days. I will make sure I have enough fluids for four days. I actually will prepare my home to to accommodate a breakdown. And when I hit my Thursday breakdown, I honor that time. I allow myself to feel sad because all of that time is processing and I'm processing without expectations. I'm allowing myself to feel what it is I need to feel in my mind and my heart and my body. And I've given myself a time limit for that. So I ha- I know I have the space. It's not a situation where I'm at work and then I'm breaking down in a storage closet for, for two minutes and then wiping my tears and then going back to work. And I'm sure a lot of people will actually resonate with that. I know I have definitely been at work at times and I have gone hid in a closet or gone hid in a bathroom stall to cry and then wipe my tears and then gone back to work. And so many of us can actually resonate with that feeling, right? I'm not doing that in my controlled breakdowns. I'm allowing myself to be as horrendous as I need to look. I'm allowing as many snot bubbles on my nose that need to pop. I'm allowing the amount of tears, the amount of wailing. If I need to be on the floor wailing, I allow all of that because this energy needs to come out of me. It's the only way I'm going to get to a place where I feel I feel lighter. And then I go, okay, Monday morning, I wake up. That's the end of that. Right. So Monday morning, I got to start work at nine. So I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to take a shower. So if I don't want to shower for my four day breakdown, I do not pressure myself to shower for, for my four day breakdown. For those of you that are tending to families and you're thinking, OK, sounds well and good, but like they have to eat. I cook for them. Meal prep. If you know you need that time, meal prep. Make sure you have the food that's already in the freezer or already in the in the fridge so your family can go tend to themselves and say to them, leave me alone for two days, for three days, for four days. I need to have a breakdown and tell them that you're breaking down because at the same time, you don't need to isolate yourself. You can say to these people, OK, I'm breaking down right now um, and, and clarify they may get worried may, and maybe you need to say you know I'm not having suicidal thoughts if you are you need to be honest and you need to be transparent about what it is that you are experiencing and then you need to say to them I need you to grant me the grace and the space to do this for however many days you feel is fit in order for you to actually break down and then you go have your breakdown and then you be unapologetic about it have everything prepped beforehand and then at the end of your breakdown because my breakdowns always end on Monday mornings. I don't know what it is about that. Something from me, I want to get back to it. Monday morning, I wake up, I take a shower, I wash all of that off. Even if that means that I didn't shower for those three to four days because I was in the middle of my breakdown. When I get up on Monday morning, 
I'm going to take a shower and I'm gonna wash it all away. And I'm going to brush my teeth and I'm gonna put some clothes on and I'm going to brush my wig because I probably hadn't brushed it for that whole four days. And maybe I wanna put on a cute little lipstick because it makes me feel better about myself. And I'm gonna pull my stuff together and I'm gonna keep it going. And what I always find is that I feel better because I gave myself the grace and the space. You see, the problem with the breakdown is that you're gonna break down either way. And when you allow yourself to do a controlled breakdown where you are giving yourself permission to do so and giving your giving yourself the space and the time to do so, the guilt that usually comes with breaking down isn't there. Because if you break down and it was unwarranted, meaning that you, there was a straw, the final straw on the camel's back that triggered the breakdown, you always feel like in that situation, you're breaking down in a moment that you were completely unprepared for. And then what happens is that all the balls drop and then you're guilt tripping yourselves into all the balls drop. And then you're mad at yourself for not being strong enough to withstand because you had a breakdown that was impromptu that you weren't expecting and now you're upset with yourself. So even though you were, you had a breakdown, nothing in that breakdown got processed. All you figured out how to do in that time was how to put a lid back on the bottle and then you're going to wipe your tears and then you're going to keep going until you break down again instead of just having controlled breakdowns where you grant yourself the self the grace and the space to do so and you're doing so with love you're doing so with love for self you're saying you know what I gotta process this I gotta process all these things that are happening and all these things that are have happened so I'm gonna do so in a really good way if you are the type of person because I know I am there has been moments where I've been hit with something that triggered an emotional response within my body and my legs gave out. I've had moments where my legs completely have just given out and I fell to my knees and I was just on my knees crying. And I, along my journey, have come across people who try really hard to avoid falling out, right? They don't want to collapse. And my question to those people is why? What do you think collapsing would do? Do you think that is that a, a show of weakness for you? And why is it a show of weakness? For me, collapsing is a, is a sign. It's, it's, it's just humility. It's just humble. When you collapse and you allow your body to collapse, that is your ego giving giving way for your higher self to step in with wisdom. That is your ego finally saying, okay, and giving way. And all of that energy starts to leave your body immediately. And then your legs give out and you collapse. People say, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be on the floor crying. Why? What's wrong with being on the floor crying? Sometimes being on the floor crying is part of the breakdown. Some people like that. Some people, when they break down, have this innate sense to want to lay down, right? Some people like to lay down on the floor and kind of lay in a fetal position. And this is something that people don't really share openly, but a lot of people have the, t the urge to do it. Even those that haven't done it, I'm sure at some point in time there would have been an urge to do it. And this is really um, normal, actually. Think about children and what children are looking like when they're in the middle, in the midst of a meltdown, right? Children don't go to bed. Children drop. Their, their legs give out immediately where they're standing and they and they drop to the ground and they cry. And you will notice that they have a tendency to roll over on their side and they have a tendency to cry in a fetal position. And this is normal because this is a this is a method of, of self um, soothing, right? It's is you're really just giving yourself a hug.
And the act of being on the floor is very normal because the floor is very grounding. It's the closest that you can get to earth. It's a very grounding experience. And so when you feel that instinct to just drop and cry, your body already knows what it's supposed to be doing naturally, which is getting close to the ground so it can reground itself, so it can redistribute the energy that you're experiencing. And the fetal position is your natural way of hugging yourself, of comforting yourself, and, and what it is that you are actually experiencing. All these things are normal, but we have convinced ourselves that we should not be doing that because it's something only kids do, or it's a sign of, of weakness. And so my question to you is, okay, let's say you wanna break down and you wanna let your legs give out. Instead of looking at it as, oh my goodness, I'm just on the floor, why not next time before you drop to the ground, you allow there to be a pillow that was present? Why don't you, maybe you just so happen to drop down to the ground and land on a pillow, right? Just right underneath your head. And maybe there just so happened to be a throw blanket that you can cover yourself to keep yourself warm as you're allowing this energy to pass through you. And what is the harm of that? Because at the end of the day, even if you drop to the ground, there comes a point in time where you still get back up. 